And lastly, I just have to say, if you have looked at the image that is on Pokemon Go Live, they did this just to bother me, probably, because Chris hasn't said it yet. But in the raids for Five Star and the Mega Raids, Lugia and Incarnate Form Thunderous are reversed. And it says Lugia first, even though Lugia starts next week or two weeks. And it doesn't. Like, if they had just kept it reversed for Mega Venusaur and Mega Alakazam, right, it exactly. would have at least been okay. <laughs> but no, they reversed them so that Mega Alakazam and Mega Venusaur are in the correct order. And I'm, I'm really annoyed. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Reggie Drago was here. Well, for some of us. How much poke does a slow poke poke if it's on Community Day? Team Go Rocket is trying to be cool as ice in this new takeover event. Three familiar regionals are looking to monkey around in your time zone. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 228. It's March 14th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how you doing? I'm alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm alive. You sure are. You want to give us some context for that statement? Because uh, you actually have some. <laughs> well, we, uh, we did not record last week because I was sick. And I was sick all week. So it's, it's only now that I'm just getting my sea legs back. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great to have you back in the chair. And I just, you know, I'm not used to not talking to you uh, in voice for like, you know, two weeks in a row. And even if there is like a period of time, I usually have the show to edit or I feel like I've hung out with you for like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not the case. So I was a little Kyle starved this week, just like everybody else. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you for everybody for your patience with last week. I had some plans to get something published, but you'll have a, a litany of content this week as a result of the delays last week. But first and foremost is this episode, of course. Um, and equally first and foremost, we would like to give a shout out to, I believe it's two brand new patrons, Ravenless and Nun. Thank you very much for your patronage. We appreciate you and your support. And more about Patreon and patronage at the end of the episode. And I'm going to do a quick little side here. We know, you know, we don't normally run. Actually, I don't think we've ever run an ad on this podcast before. Um, we have not run ads yet, right? Um, but I do want to kind of give a shout out as like a friendly sort of thing because a friend of ours, a friend of the show, Dana, is is doing a podcast called We're Watching What? And if you know anything about the time that I spend outside of the show, I'm a big movie buff. I watch like three movies a week <laughs> uh, minimum. And so this show is fantastic. And I believe in my heart that it deserves extra ears. So I asked Dana to write up a little something to explain the show. So uh, here, here's a little bit of an inside thing. Uh, listen to our friends that we're watching what for the latest in movies and TV. They have special guest interviews and more. There's so much to watch out there and it can be overwhelming, but you can count on them to watch it oftentimes. So you don't have to, and you can find this podcast where you know, our show is available and pretty much everywhere else. 
Uh, just as kind of a teaser, I know that in the future they are going to be doing a show, uh, a review on the Super Mario Brothers movie, the new one. And I'm excited to hear their thoughts on that for sure. <laughs> but anyway, I'll put links to their show in the comments. And seriously, we didn't get like paid for this or anything. I, I just truly believe that the show needs more ears. So if you like movies like I do, top recommendation. Go check it out. Mr. Kyle, we set some goals. Two we did. <laughs> we did. Let's talk about them. Uh, you wanted to get some mega progress. I'm hoping that even though you were out uh, out just of commission, I suppose, that you managed to get a little bit of that done. I did. That's one of the little I did. <laughs> awesome. What about buddy progress? No. No buddy not, progress. Not even. I, maybe one day. I don't even. I don't think it counts, though. So oh, it's like, well, you know, technically yeah. it would count. Don't, don't you word it vaguely on purpose? I mean, yeah, but like, I, I think it might have been like one day. I didn't, I was out of commission completely. I wasn't even feeding yeah. berries. It was, yeah. There was a one point in time Kyle's like, yeah, I might do something fun if I can manage to lift my head today. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. where we're at. Oh, no. Uh, five coin bags, the gimme ghoul coin bags. I did not do that. I think I did two or three. Okay. All right. And 25 GBL matches. That's just one full day of matches. I did do that over the course of like two or three days. Nice. How did it go? 17 wins out of 25. So that's quite good. It is good, but it's also like the beginning of the season. So like I was kind of hoping it'd be better, but it still worked out. Uh, Got a little bit of advice from Fish. On what I should use, I finally made a PvP Umbreon. Ooh. And it was from a Flower Crown Eevee, so that was pretty cool. It's like a, With Last Resort, the whole thing? Yeah, well, I, I used an Elite TM for, like, I think the second time in my life. So, <laughs> nice. walked it 20 kilometers, evolved it, used the Elite TM, like, all right, wow. let's go. And did not disappoint? No, I mean, it's it's good. It's It's so tanky. It's ridiculous. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so that's two out of four for you. I'm glad to hear you're having some GBL progress and some success. How else are you going to go head to head with fish at the next world's tournament? Yeah, yeah. You really got to, you know, burn the midnight oil on that one. <laughs> uh, for myself, I wanted to keep working on some primal progress with my Groudon. I, I did do that. I only have nine days left of of doing mega or not mega. <laughs> I'm going to keep making that that mistake primal reversion i only have nine days left to get it to the third and final primal level dedication yeah Yeah, i'm i'm really i'm really sticking with it and part and parcel of that they can be all done at the same time you can just literally go down the list i know tag them all as mega like i did and then just once a day there was actually three days where i did two of them because i wanted to get the credit for the primal grout on and then also get some progress on my Mega Gardevoir because I had not been leveling that one up and I needed it for, you know, Reggie Drago and a bunch of other things. Uh, so two is my maximum. I feel weird putting in more effort than that. I don't know why. It just seems strange, you know? Like if you're trying to get close with one buddy, like getting close with 20 buddies at the same time just doesn't feel genuine. I don't, I don't know some where people my do hang that. up is. It's true. Very true. I don't understand. 
Uh, I'm just not that person. But Buddy Progress, yes, very same. Did that with my Groudon as well. They are, I think, like 70 days away from Best Buddy or something like that. And then Reach or Complete, and it was just Reach, step two of Masterwork Research. I have, I believe, 11 days of Hearts with my Buddy left or yeah, something like that. So we're getting there slowly but surely. But rumor is step three is more time gated stuff. So I'm not really in a hurry just as quickly as the game will let me and the calendar, I suppose. <laughs> so three out of three for me. But Kyle has a handicap because he was like deathly ill. So um, I'm going to call that a tie spiritually, uh, if not otherwise. <laughs> but let's let's hop into the news because there sure is a lot to talk about. Yo, what up? It's the news. All right. So first things first, while we did not have an episode last week, there were a couple of things, uh, a couple of news announcements that did happen. One was an entire event. The Festival of Colors returns for 2023. That event finished up this morning, if I believe, if I'm correct. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was a cool event. Some neat spawns throughout. There was a collection challenge and I believe lures lasted for three hours stuff like that it it, we're not going to cover it fully because it's behind us um but what i think would be interesting to talk about is our experience with the spawn pool because it was rather unique even if it was kind of limited for how long the event was bruxish was introduced and put in the wild um and there were a bunch of other great pokemon so kyle while you were while you were basically bed bound <laughs> did you manage to open up your game and maybe catch at least a, a bruxish for the Brux, bruxish a brux bruxish for your uh pokedex entry i did i like didn't open the game for the first two days i was sick at all and then i finally opened them like oh there's bruxish on my nearby dang and then I opened it up periodically. I was like, please spawn here. Mm-hmm. I know there's only four or five spawns, but come on. I got one. I, I, I think I got two. And my only regret is that we weren't able to record last week so I could be really mean to Bruxious because this is like its top three most disliked Pokemon for sure. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that Pokemon. I, I, if any Pokemon could be saved by an evolution, it's probably Bruxious. So, Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think I think if you leaned into it in an evolution, I'd be okay with it. But as a standalone ridiculousness, it doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's a lot of really strange, like one-off, like I don't know, gimmick fish in this game, like a Loma Mola. Like Love Disc should just go into a Loma Mola. We've been on record for saying that. So has everybody else has ever seen the two Pokemon, like like. Tauros and Buffalant as well. But yeah, Bruxish like just feels like it it's just incomplete. Like Dunsparce feels like it's incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, not anymore, I suppose, but yes. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> so anyway, out of 10, how would you rate the Festival of Colors event? Did you manage to do the collection challenge stuff like that? No. Okay. Not at all. I honestly I don't even know what the heck happened in that event except Bruxious and Metacham <laughs> came out. I did Metacham. I did at least one parade that someone sent me when I opened my game and I'm like, sweet. Yep. So yeah. like I, I guess for someone who was sick it was it was great because I didn't have to worry about it too much. All right. <laughs> would have been so, a real bummer if it would have been like, I don't know, a pseudo legendary event like Gooby oh Shiny release. I'd have been pretty sad. Yeah, that would have been a bummer for sure. 
but uh, out of 10 though what do you think based i guess on of your experience which was limited but you know uh, like like a seven new pokemon new mega so it's positive really yeah i'm gonna give it an eight um mostly because everybody seemed really quite happy with the spawn pool it was really interesting there were some rare spawns to besides the event spawns that seemed to be made well at least make people happy and so that's bonus points and for the same reasons you said new mega new pokemon great stuff yeah all right next piece of news that actually already happened was reggie drago arrives in elite raids or it was it was supposed to at least so yeah reggie drago was the new elite raid pokemon on the 11th Uh, it was going to pop in gyms where it was spawning or the the egg was going to be on a timer for 12 hours prior right or um at 11 2 and 5 now unfortunately for our friends in apac new zealand we're looking at you and and we hold you in solidarity in our hearts uh the event did not work it, people no. couldn't connect to the raid it was looking strange from different distances and when you could catch it it was like almost too far away to catch it was a whole litany of issues now, when it came around to, uh, you know, central time here, that was our time zone. Kyle was still ill. So I went out with a mission in my head. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. I have to catch a few because I have to get one for Kyle. I have to get one for my sister. I have to get one from two of my fraternity brothers that couldn't make it out either. Like I, I was like, I need at least five. If I can get six, that'd be great. Right. And so I went out and I saw all these tweets while I was getting ready for the event. And I was like, oh, no. This might not go well, but lo and behold, surprisingly, I did six, caught six. And in each lobby, we had somewhere between 16 to 20 people and there were zero issues. While this is going on, happy days for me, right? That's great. That's fantastic. Also, happy days for Kyle because now he gets to have one of those Reggie Drago. That's fantastic. What's not fantastic is that. After this and after the snafu in New Zealand, Niantic was quick to say, yes, we'll just do more raids tomorrow. So sorry about that. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of you tomorrow. And then these players show up the next day. Same errors, same issues. (laughs) After it was working smoothly in other time zones earlier. Like, so it, it was not a great week in optics for Niantic because not only this but like th- two or three days prior they had pushed out a blog post that was basically like uh, our our increased commitment to in-game uh, raids and in-game gameplay or in-person gameplay and stuff like that and then to have this entire elite raid situation fall apart well it's I mean the feature is relative <laughs> no no and, and the feature is already relatively like vulnerable to critique because a lot of people don't care for elite raids and they really needed this. I mean, yes, me too though, Kyle, right? Like you raised your hand, but I feel the same way. I didn't care for it. I was just lucky enough to be able to do it. And I don't know. I don't think it could afford this amount of, of obstacle, you know, when it's trying to ingratiate itself with a larger player base. I'm talking too much, Kyle. How do you feel about this whole thing? Well, first, my heart goes out to the APAC players who suffer over and over again. And it's just like, it looks so bad for the game in general because not only did they have that 
hilarious statement about pushing for uh you know outdoor play and getting people out and stuff like that but like it's already a system that works sort of like mm-hmm. it's raids why are raids breaking you've had six years to make them work and we've had two successful events like i didn't care for the hoopa stuff but as far as i heard they worked just fine even if people didn't like them there was no like major technical issues and it's just it's crazy crazy. yeah what's what's really strange is that uh in addition to all those other issues there were small little issues that kind of belied uh larger problems behind the scenes so when you knocked out hoopa one of the benefits from that was that in a radius around the gym after that for like about 30 minutes or so there would be rare rarer spawns would pop in and out right and so first of all people were expecting that for these raids there was actually something different there was a timed research that you were supposed to get that i didn't get and i did six of them i don't know what happened there um but the there was a timer like a little timer that popped up in the top right like a buff like if you have your lucky egg going or a star piece same sort of look on the right side of the overworld map on your screen that showed the same icon that was live for the hoopa raids for the timer and countdown for those spawns, yeah. but those spawns were not intended and they didn't show up anyway. It's not like it kind of worked anyway, even though they weren't supposed to. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. You know, it, Kyle and I go up to bat for, for Niantic a lot, or at least we try to find some sort of perspective after we've done with our regular complaining or, or critique, right? We try to look for some sort of reasonable explanation, but, um, Kyle, I don't know about you, but I'm really struggling with this one. I think the thing I struggle the most with having any kind of explanation or even thought of the process behind it is stuff breaks in APEC all the time. It it happens. It is very unfortunate. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. And then it works for the rest of the world, usually. Usually. So it worked for the rest of the world for the most part. I did hear about some spot issues and of course chris had the issue with the special research mm-hmm. and then it broke again for apac like what yeah you've had your opportunity you had a full event to fix it and it still broke yeah and it was like radio silent too on socials from niantic after the second snafu and i don't think there's anything been anything since because i haven't checked all day it's possible they made a statement today but as of like the end of saturday and sunday like no yeah that that was the weirdest part for me it's just like usually after a problem niantic has the solution and the Mm -hmm. stuff works you know an event breaks they do a rerun the rerun's usually fine there's been obviously exceptions to that rule but it has been fairly good in those instances not this time (laughs) Right. And like you said, this isn't a new feature. It's an elite raid. We've had those, but at its core, it's just another raid. We've had yeah. raids for years. So yeah, there's no reason a raid should break right now. There's yeah. None. It's, it's strange. It wasn't at an event where there was bad cell service. It wasn't in a park with bad coverage. It wasn't any of that. It was <laughs> at our local places and it was still breaking. Anyway, we don't want to belabor this all too much, but yeah, suffice to say it did not go swimmingly for everybody. Um, but if you were lucky, like I was, that's fantastic. But at the same time, I almost wish it was just broken for everybody because it would make more sense. 
in my head then. Um, yeah. But anyway, our, yeah. our heart does bleed for our APAC friends. So uh, thank you for leading the charge in, in investigative journalism. We appreciate you. Okay. On to happier trails and better times. Yes. The announcement for the March 2023 Community Day has been made. It was made a, a little bit later last week, I believe. Slowpoke and Galarian Slowpoke. Interesting. Trainers, we're excited to announce that Slowpoke and Galarian Slowpoke, the dopey Pokemon, will be featured during March Community Day. That gets me every time that it's a dopey Pokemon. Also, for the first time in Pokemon Go, you'll be able to encounter shiny Galarian Slowpoke if you're lucky. So when is this? It's Saturday, March 18th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. That's in four days' time from our recording of this. Uh, so good luck. Good, good luck and shiny vibes. Featured Pokemon, you'll be seeing Slowpoke, regular one, and Galarian Slowpoke in the wild together. They're not going to do that split like they did with Sandshrew. Uh, so it'll they'll both be in the wild. Featured attack, evolve Slowpoke or Galarian Slowpoke during the event or up to five hours afterward to get a Slowbo, Slowbro, Galarian Slowbro, Slowking, or Galarian Slowking, then knows the charged attack Surf. And Surf does in trainer battles and in gyms and raids, 65 power of damage. There will also be a special research story, Field Notes Slow and Slower. We're back to the Field Notes. I believe Re is going to be giving this uh, in-game dialogue to us again, I guess. So, Re, <laughs> we love it. Uh, for US $1, the equivalent pricing tier, you can access the special research. And stay tuned for when tickets for the special research story go live. I do not believe they're live as of yet. I don't believe so. But let's get to the meat and potatoes of all the rest of this besides the future Pokemon. That is the event bonuses. It's going to be three times experience for catching Pokemon, two times candy for catching, two times chance for trainers level 31 and up to receive candy XL. Lure modules and incense activated during the event will last for three hours. You can take a few snapshots uh, during community day for a surprise. It's going to be Slowpoke or Galarian Slowpoke, actually. I'm not sure which one you should expect. One additional special trade can be made for a maximum of two for the day, and trades will require 50% less stardust. Yahoo. Uh, so, three times XP, and that's that's pretty much the flagship for that one. That's, that's a good one, because Slowpoke is a very, very easy Pokemon to get uh, consistent excellent throws on, so... Yep. This yeah, is a yes. good event. Uh, a brain teasing evolution. This is a little unique. Before trainers can evolve Galarian Slowpoke into Galarian Slowbro, they usually need to catch 30 poison type while adventuring with Galarian Slowpoke as their buddy. But on Saturday, March 18th, from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. local time, trainers will instead need to catch 30 psychic types while adventuring with Galarian Slowpoke. Keep an eye on the clock. This brain bending change won't last past 10 p.m. So that is to say you can just catch other Slowpoke uh, instead of Poison-type Pokemon, which is nice. Very nice quality of life change. There will be bonus raid battles after Community Day. Now, four-star raid battles from 5 to 10 p.m. will feature Slowpoke and Galarian Slowpoke. And then if you beat them in a radius around the gym, there'll be extra Slowpoke and Galarian Slowpoke with an increased shiny chance uh, if you miss the opportunity from 2 to 5 to do that. There's also timed research focused on Slowpoke and Galarian Slowpoke that will be available from 2 to 10 p.m. Complete tasks related to catching these Pokemon to earn up to four King's Rocks, which is what you'll need to evolve into Slowking. 
So th these are important, especially if you're newer and you don't have a healthy stack like some of us do. <laughs> field research. March Community Day themed field research will be available. Catch Slowpoke to earn rewards such as King's Rocks, Stardust, Ultra Balls, and more. There's going to be Slowpoke themed avatar items and stickers. There's going to be a Slowpoke hat, Slowpoke tail shirt, and then the themed stickers are cute. Will be available via spinning Pokestops, opening gifts, and purchasing them from the in-game shop. Okay, that's the whole event. Kyle, over to you. Why should I be excited about Slowpoke Community? Uh, uh, I, I mean, I, I like Slowpoke. Yeah, I, that's reason I, enough, I, man. Slow, Slowpoke's good. Slowpoke is a bad shiny, unfortunately. Regular one. Uh, I just had to check Galarian Slowpoke, and it's gold. So it's a good shiny. It's it's like a nice yellow gold. Evolutions are not so good. Don't do Galarian Slow King. Galarian Slow Bro is okay. Regular Slow Bro is awesome. What? No, regular Slow Bro. Oh, regular Slow Bro's. Oh, the evolution. Oh no, what's it? Is it? Is it purple? It's purple. Right? Yeah, it's purple. Okay, yeah, it's that's sick. right. Slowpoke's evolutions are good, but regular Slowpoke shiny, not good. Galarian Slowpoke evolution not good, but Slowpoke good. Yeah. Okay, yes, I would. Good. I think I would agree. I would agree on that. Yeah, and if you're watching the video version of this, you can probably give your own opinion because I, I should have all the models up there for you to see. Uh, that's going to be a lot. But there's so many Pokemon to consider for this. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the, the real winner is the three times XP, especially yeah. for newer players. This is a very straightforward, excellent throw once you've practiced on it. So you you can rake in five million experience without too much difficulty if you get good at the excellent throws. Yeah, yeah. And this one, I mean, you know, Slowpoke, true to its name too, is like less... It, it does less of like the attacking you can't catch me sort of stuff at least that i've found um and so if, if you're gonna nanab them to get your excellent throws like you'll have plenty of time really to think about it even without a nanab you should be fine but yeah a little practice would go a long way with these those excellent throws are going to be nuts so get to it trainers looking forward to it our last piece of news here is rather big one this is new news this just came out like hours ago like this is fresh hot off the presses it's that mystery event we were kind of eyeing when we looked at the March overview, the Let's <laughs> Go event, Team Go Rocket Takeover. And strangely enough, the Let's Go part did reference Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, but anyway, we're going to head up ourselves. Trainers, it's time to go. It's all hands on deck during the Let's Go event. Professor Willow's research is running wild, literally. Pan Sage, Pan Seer, and Pan Poor are appearing in the wild and all over the world. And lucky trainers using the mystery box might encounter shiny Meltan, which, to clarify, is not always available through the mystery box. It's only certain times. It's like Smeargle. Smeargle is not yep. always shiny available. And some trainers have noticed a shift in the wild Pokemon that Ditto is transforming into. Better keep an eye out. We've also received reports that Team Go Rocket might be planning to revamp their efforts and change more species of Pokemon into shadow Pokemon in their schemes. Stay alert, trainers. We can confirm it's not a might. They will. <laughs> We've got some details, right? So this event is split into two parts. 
uh, well, kind of two parts, one part overlaps with the other one. The first is let's go. <laughs> what is that? That's from Tuesday, March 21st at 10 a.m. to Wednesday, March 29th at 8 p.m. local time. Uh, Meltan will be in the mystery box, which again, if you haven't done it in a while or you never have done it, you can get that by sending a Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home or the Nintendo Switch titles, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, if you still have those around or play them. Uh, and then there's some additional bonuses here uh, that they actually reiterate later on in the event bonuses. Uh, so we'll just do that when we get there. But they have to do with Meltan. So just this whole uh, and then Pan Sage, Pan Seer, and Pan Poor are appearing globally in field research and in the wild. There's a Ditto change up. Ditto appears to be transforming a different Pokemon in the wild. That list is Diglett, Grimer, Snubble, Corfish, Starly, Roggenrola, Timpole, and Litleo. We do love that. Um, event bonuses. Here we go. Reduced waiting time for opening the mystery box. There's usually like a three-day cooldown on it or something like that, so it'll be shorter. No idea what that will be. It'll probably be the same amount that it was truncated uh, to in the past. Increased chance of finding double extra small and double extra large Meltan. So if you're into those gimmicky sort of novelty sizes, now's a good time to farm your Meltan. Uh, two times candy for transferring Pokemon, an increased chance of finding Ditto disguised as other Pokemon, which is cool. Because don't forget, Ditto can be shiny. It's just really difficult to target. So now's a good, a good time. Wild encounters for this event feature Diglett, Grimer, Snubble, Corfish, Starly, Pansage, Panseer, Panpour, Roggenrola, Timpole, and Litleo, aka all the Pokemon we just listed prior to this that are changing into Ditto and the the regional monkeys but in addition if you're lucky trainers you could also encounter trubbish galarian stunfisk and gumi gumi still can't be shiny that's always sad to me yep bummer, mm-hmm. Bummer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in raids there's only a shake up to five star and mega raids during this time incarnate form thunderous will be until march 28th and then lugia will be starting after that i believe it runs for two weeks pro- uh, after that and then Mega Raids, you'll see Mega Venusaur first until March 28th. And then Mega Alakazam will be after that for around two weeks, the same time period as Lugia. There will be a collection challenge that will net you an encounter with Meltan and the really generous sum of 5,000 experience. Wowie, <laughs> zowie. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> season special research and everyday hero. Throughout Season 10 Rising Heroes, free special research will be available for trainers. Spend more time helping out Professor Willow and see what surprises you discover. The special research will be available to claim until the end of Season 10 Rise of Heroes on June 1st at 10 a.m. local time. So that's cool. We did have that last season in the season prior. There's some like chapters in the special research as the season goes on. So that's always been really cool. Um, and then they stuck this in here just in case we forgot, but you guys can still buy the season 10 ticketed time to research Willow's wardrobe for five bucks gets you a Mel metal that knows double iron bash and you get to wear professor Willow's clothing, which I mean, depending on your taste, you might think it's worth it. You might think it's not. I love the jacket. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's kind of a personal choice. So before we get into the team, go rocket takeover portion of this, uh event kyle what do you think about this let's go portion it feels strangely like it's lifted out of like 2019 
<laughs> it's it's kind of funny, and I have to. There's a couple of things I just, I have to point out. One, the only Pokemon in this entire list that you just read out that can't be shiny is Gooby. It's got to be a record or something. It's, yeah, it's like twenty some odd Pokemon, all shiny capable except for Gooby. When is Niantic going to learn we're not actually excited about Gooby? <laughs> <laughs> Gumi is cool though. It is. Like it is cool, but like we've had a lot of opportunities. It's not exceptionally good, so you don't need a bunch of them. Yeah, and it can't be shiny. I know. If it was shiny, then It'd absolutely as the yeah. chase. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, the day it comes out shiny though is the day they put in 10k eggs and it stops spawning at events. So you know, <laughs> it's already been a chase in in high tier egg pools in the past. So yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, chance for a shiny Meltan is great. It's awesome. A chance for shiny double X small or double XL is also great. So get yep. on that. And lastly, I just have to say, if you have looked at the image that is on Pokemon Go Live, they did this just to bother me, probably, because Chris hasn't said it yet. But in the raids for five star and mega raids... Lugia and incarnate form yeah. thunderous are reversed and it says Lugia first even though Lugia starts next week or two weeks and uh, it doesn't like if they had just kept it reversed for mega venus or mega alakazam right, it would have exactly. at least been okay but no they reversed them so that mega alakazam and mega venusaur are in the correct order and i'm, I'm real annoyed uh, it's like Usually, every once in a while, we'll spot these, and they'll be like, "Hey, Niantic, there's a mistake here." It's too late mm. now. Like, it's it's too late. <laughs> I don't even I don't even think this would register as a mistake. They're just like, eh, whatever, that's fine." Yeah, like, that that absolutely did bother me. I just wasn't sure if I wanted to be that petty today. <laughs> I'm happy you rose to the occasion because yeah. my word, yeah. Because if they had stuck with them being reversed or something like that for the second one, but no, the megas were in the right order. I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, and lastly, ditto change up is cool. It's nice to know what ditto can be without having to Google it. I, yeah, look I don't up like care a two-year-old about, infographic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about ditto personally. Like it's it's cool, it's great, and all that. But I'm not hunting the shiny or anything like that. But it's yeah. really good to have that info available in times like this. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's really really neat. And there is some strangeness with the verbiage around the ditto thing. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. I'm not sure if this will include the other forms or not, or if it will just be this one uh, or this pool. Kyle, what do you think? I think it's going to be just this pool of what is that? Eight Pokemon? Two, four, yeah. six, eight. Yeah. And those eight are all boosted in spawning chances, too. Mm-hmm. So more odds to be ditto and more odds of those showing up just kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm coming around to that reading as well. I was a little bit hopeful that it might just be a smattering and these would be added to the pool. But at the same time, like, I don't want to just start catching Pokemon outside of events and be like, oh, my gosh, that's my eighth ditto today because everything can be a ditto. Like, I don't want ever to get to that point, you know? Yeah. So I hope I hope your reading is correct. And I'm, again, I'm coming around to it. Uh, but let's talk about the Team Go Rocket takeover portion, which is within the same event, but a shorter amount. It starts on Saturday, March 25th at 10 a.m., and it runs until Wednesday, March 29th at 8 p.m. local time. Save Shadow Reg Ice. Giovanni's icy demeanor is as chilling as ever, and this time his plot includes using Shadow Reg Ice. 
A new special research story will be available at the beginning of this event. Progress uh, through it to receive a super rocket radar and chase down Giovanni. You're going to have to run really fast, especially if he's in a hot air balloon. You can claim this special research up to the end of Season 10, Rising Heroes, on June, June 1st, 2023 at 10 a.m. local time. So, yeah, you can get a Shadow Red Ice. Uh, I'm not entirely sure of the functional use of a Shadow Red Ice. It's probably not good. I, I would probably save your rocket radar unless you're a collector of these types of things. Yeah, I'm going to have to get this one, even though I'll never use it. It's a shame. It's but exciting, anyway. though, because it's new. <laughs> That's good. Like, right, right. I, it's, it's trash, but it's it's cool that we're seeing more Shadow Legendaries as we slowly, slowly work down the list. We've gotten the other two already, right? I know Registeel was last time, but we had Regirock prior, didn't we? No, Registeel was the first one. I think Regice is second, and we're getting get Regirock Regi up in the future. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say, it'd be infinitely more frustrating if we got the other two and we didn't see the last one for like a long time for no good reason. Um, so now I'm really holding out for Regirock after this. But then I guess the question is, where are they going to go from there? Because that's the Hoenn trio. So we'd have to move on to, I don't know, maybe the forces of nature or something like that. What about Shadow Rayquaza? What about Shadow Rayquaza, Kyle? That would be broken. <laughs> I Look, mean, there's still Shadow Groudon and Shadow Kyogre. Yeah, but I wonder if some of these Pokemon, like box legendaries, that they're just like not going to do that to you. And Mewtwo's sort of Mewtwo's sort of the exception in this case because it it has a canonical um, form. I mean, that's Shadow, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, so does uh lugia i suppose so they did ho, -Ho to like match it but right right yeah when are we gonna get more apex pokemon man uh, i don't know i just <laughs> i would like to see a another shadow that like we really want that is a legendary i should say of course i feel like at the current rate it's gonna be a little while although yeah. i i guess if they did the force of nature they'd be all right like they have functional use. So yeah. Yeah, and then you, you actually have six out of that because they each have two forms. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's gonna be uh that would be quite the rotation. Four years like, of the force of nature. Four years, yeah. <laughs> uh we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Anyway, event bonuses Team Go Rocket will appear more frequently at stops and in balloons, and you can of course use a charge TM to forget frustration on your shadow pokemon so as we say every time don't miss your opportunity and regret it later make sure you set an alarm or a reminder or something during this event to tm frustration off of your i would like to pvp with this pokemon pokemon uh, lastly well kind of lastly there's shadow pokemon for sure of course there are grunts as well as their leaders are using different shadow pokemon in addition team go rocket has also turned the following pokemon into shadow pokemon and also pokemon that trainers rescue from team go rocket grunts may be shiny if you're lucky this is big because you can only get shinies from the leaders in the past so if this is not a typo and this is intentional this means that you can potentially catch a shiny from a regular old run-of-the-mill grunt, which is great. I, that That's crazy. That's great. Of course, it's I'm sure it's complete full odds. So, you know, you're looking at 1 in 450, depending on the Pokemon. So Yeah, yeah, probably. But the odds are there. They are there, yeah. Uh, whether or not they're in your favor has everything to do with you and uh, your relationship with RCS, I suppose. 
Uh, but <laughs> the new shadow Pokemon that are being introduced are Alolan Grimer, Thampy, Trico, Torchic, and Drifloon. I'm excited for the Drifloon with the angry eyes. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. <laughs> uh, any of these jump out to you? Looking forward to any of them? Um, I mean, Drifloon's another ghost, so I like yeah. I like more yeah. ghosts. Um, I'm a big fan of what? Oh, my gosh. Trico. Love Trico. Yeah. Was my favorite starter for Gen 3. One thing worth noting is these five in particular don't have shiny marks on them. Right. Do you think they can be shiny and they, because of their wording, they didn't think to put them? Or do you think only everything before this can be shiny? I think the safe bet here is to assume that they will not be shiny. Because that, that's also marked. my thought. I don't think these five will be shiny, which is a weird choice, but I guess it's going to depend what else is in the pool that can be shiny. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it all plays out, you know, because I'm sure we'll see a bunch of reports and people will make infographics and we'll see spreadsheets and yada, yada, yada. And, and we will know soon enough what has been added as a shiny and what is not. But I don't know. Yeah. It's it's strange on the blog. I don't. I think you're right. No shiny sparkles. Probably no shiny sparkles in game either. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know what else? They did mention eggs. Uh, they were like, "Yep, twelve k <laughs> eggs. You can get these Pokemon out of them." Here's the thing, though, is that yet again that pool has not changed. I do not understand why it keeps getting reposted whenever they do these Team Go Rocket things. If it has not changed at all. Like, take out one or two of the fillers yeah, or say there's an increased of, chance of catching of hatching a sand dial or something like that. Like something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, get rid of the Skrelp. Yeah, at least like at least get rid of Skrelp. Maybe yeah. do one rotation without Volibi. Like, I know Volibi is that's its thing, but like, it's so common that if you wanted it by now, you probably had it. What they should do during this event, in my opinion tell me your thoughts is that they should utilize the event egg pool. Like they always do seven kilometer eggs to help dilute or sorry, not, not dilute to, to help focus in uh, both of these pools, put the rare ones in 12 case. Yeah. They're still behind the 12 case, but you can focus them. You can target like a, a group of six rare ones instead of 12 and six of them you don't care about. And then put the other six and seven case. If people still want to get those like Volibi, for instance, or scrub, like you said, yeah. Let, look, 12k eggs should be these like six Pokemon. Okay, you ready? Oh yeah. Sandile, Ponyard, Volibi, Salandite, Dino, and Scraggy. Dino and Scraggy are your filler because you can get them elsewhere, but they're still valuable. Mm-hmm. The other four are only in 12k eggs, and you need them. Adjust your rarity as desired and people will be fine yeah just like uh, I, I really dislike 12k eggs they're very frustrating because <laughs> if they were a good pool i'd like hatching them working to get your egg is fine it's enjoyable if you know you're going to get something out of it yeah i think i agree with you 100 as somebody that loves eggs to me it feels strange because the 12 egg pool feels like a premium egg pool but does not get the upkeep and attention that a premium egg pool should should get, in my opinion. You know, if you took out Salandite, I think this could be a five kilometer egg pool. 
Oh, and wow. I don't think most yeah. people would be very surprised. Yeah, especially for just like a short few days of an event. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Uh, last thing about this event, very quickly. In field research, there will be a task available that rewards a mysterious component. This is this is not new, and it's generally considered to be a pretty good thing, especially if you're trying to garner 12-kilometer eggs, you know? So <laughs> I know we did stop and talk about it a little bit here, but overall thoughts on this Team Go Rocket takeover, Kyle? Uh, grunts being able to have shinies is fantastic. It objectively good, and... It's tied in with the increased Team Go Rocket happening throughout the whole season. So that's it's right. kind of just like a continuation of that, and that's fine. Uh, do you how much do how much do leaders give? Or sorry, how much do grunts give for Stardust now? I haven't done a single one. Uh five hundred, I think. No, because that was that's before. They have a boost oh, right oh, now. Oh yeah. I, I think seven fifty. Oh, that's not as good as I thought. Okay. I that's still good. Like for doing a bunch of grunts, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, if you were able to go grunt to grunt to grunt to grunt and, you you know, you could probably crack up a fair amount, but it would take so much more attention than regular go play would because you got to tap yep. and all that sort of stuff. So if you're in the right headspace and you put an hour in, you probably walk away with a fair amount of uh, shadow Pokemon, first of all, and secondly, lots of Stardust, probably. Yeah. Uh, okay, but you you mentioned a, a really interesting thing that this this season already has the bonus of increased uh, Team Go Rocket appearing at Pokestops and in balloons, and yet it is is labeled here again. Now I know there's quite a bit of redundancy within this blog post itself, but do you think that that bonus for the season will will stack on this one, or is it being redundant? What do we What do we think? I think they're just repeating it for the sake of the copy. Like if they were to use this for any other season, they'd still say that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I don't expect. That's right to look at a park and see 11 of 15 stops have rocket grunts on them. But during team go rocket takeovers, that's kind of the rate that they're at. Like they're no, they it's not, really it's not nearly that much. It's like it's, 60%. Like they do a yeah. lot, you know? And so yeah, I think any more than that would just be kind of obnoxious if you're trying to not do the event, I guess. Yeah. And also they, yeah, they give less resources when there's a rocket grunt there until you get rid of them. So right. Right. Can but be annoying. The, the counter argument is that it's only for a limited time, I suppose, but all the same, um, some clarification on that would be nice. It'd be cool if it's like, if they just said does not stack with the seasonal bonus and I would appreciate them putting it in the article anyway, cause people will forget about the seasonal bonus, but it's not clarified and that's a little strange to me, but yeah, uh, I will be hatching a fair amount of 12 K's or trying to, but I, you know, it's the same pool. I just, I, I'm a little you, bit you bummed if you can't, right? I do. Yeah, I've got a Salazzle. Who cares? It's, like, I, I want to be excited about eggs because I like hatching eggs. And I'm struggling with this one a little bit. Do the 7Ks. They're probably terrible right now, too, but still. They're not too bad. But, yeah. Okay. I, I will do that. That's good advice. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> uh, all right. And that's it for news. Uh, so this week, we, we've got a lot of catching up to do in terms of Pokepole and emails and all that good stuff. So this week, we're going to bypass Gear Up and Pokelore, and we're going to go straight into Pokepole. So our last Pokeball question was, if you were to create a new Pokemon type, what would it be? First pass from Matters, and they said, hello, gents. A lead-type Pokemon would be my typing of choice. Resist electric, water, and 
radiation, DeFi's answer. Poison, water again, and is only weak to fire and flying. Neutral against fighting as it's super malleable and easy to shape and form. I think more often than not, it would be dual typed with poison and super effective against water and normal. As ever, loving your work chaps. Cheers. Lead type being neutral against fighting is super funny to me. Yeah, I, just, I also like I'm picturing. I'm, I'm picturing this like block of lead Pokemon getting punched with a Machamp, and it it's like that SpongeBob episode where he's going to get beat up, and it just like tickles him. <laughs> <laughs> also if we get this pokemon and there isn't something that looks like a womp i'd be really upset yeah like a big old oh, block of lead you know <laughs> uh but i think it's really funny that it's super effective to water that's a little a really good a real world tie-in i love it next response from nick bunce and they said i'm mulling i've been mulling this over and i have two answers first i'd add a holy typing I'm not religious, but there's a clear religion in the world of Pokemon. Arceus is Poke-Jesus. Palkia and Dialga are his disciples. Kyogre and Groudon are at the very least Titans, and they could well be gods in their own right. We should clarify so it, really quick that N- Nick is actually drawing. That's that's how a lot of these Pokemon boil down in the Pokedex entries. Yeah, damn, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So this is not parody. I don't want anybody being upset with Nick about this. Like That's pretty, that, that's pretty straightforward from what the Dex entries say. So we have a holy type made up of these Pokemon. First, they're resistant to fairy. Come on, my boy Palkia is weak to Klefki. Come on. <laughs> holy obviously beats dark and ghost because of the usual command that religion has over these aspects of life. Sure. It beats fairy because organized religion historically beats paganism. <laughs> but what is the weakness to organized religion? Psychic, the ultimate extension of intellectual powers and the ability to transcend the limits of humanity. Is it the most balanced typing? No, probably not. Will it upset people? Almost certainly, because religion always does. Is it flavorful? 100%. And now for the second part, rather than a new type, I'd make subtypes. Again, we have the hard work done for us already. Ultra Beasts, for example, are a subtype. The new Paradox Pokemon could be another subtype. Futuristic ones do double damage to the historic ones and vice versa. And finally, secret third option, shiny type. They get shiny type attack bonus. Stab for short. Nice. That will be confusing. <laughs> Thanks for the interesting thought exercises. I'm excited to hear what everyone else has to come up with. Keep up with the good work, shiny vibes, and genuinely sorry for the long distorted message. I got a little carried away. Cheers. That's okay. I like I, the holy one is very fun, especially because they were very explicit with like Arceus and Palkia and Dialga that yeah. I thought was it, was it was very on the nose for Pokemon company. So I, I think yeah. it was. And Giratina essentially just being like the devil was like very, very straightforward. It was yeah. a little odd. So yeah, way, way to lean into that. That's a very cool thing. Um, but yeah, I don't want to, I really don't want anybody thinking that he's making fun of anybody that is literally just interpreting what the games have given him. So uh, thanks for the response. Next one's from Rotten Tanuki, and they said human trash type for keys, trash bags, lawnmowers, engine blocks, etc. Pokemon. We thought a whole type of that already. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fair. All right. All right. Yep. Next one's from Carlo, and they said 
I'm going to pick up a common community call for sound type. We already have many sound moves, looking at you, Boom Burst, that have unique effects in the main series games, bypassing substitute being one of them. As for strengths and weaknesses, I'd probably have it at least super effective versus water, amplify sound, and bug. Exoskeletons, more like echo chambers. Ha. Ah. No, we don't need it. Weak versus ground, electric. If there's any obvious ones I've missed, please add them here. The Wismer Lion is the obvious headliner for the typing. Noibat as well. But I think Zubat and its evolutions could work for this. Maybe add in some of the deep sea Pokemon as well as Palafin for that sweet, sweet echolocation. You, you got to include uh, uh, the punk rock Pokemon. Why is its name escaping me right Screamtail? now? Screamtail? No. Uh, yes, but no. Uh, it's, it's electric Toxtricity? Toxtricity, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely got to be electric sound. But also world. like Jigglypuff as well and Clefairy, any yeah. Pokemon that can use Sing. You know? Pokemon Company. I know it's too late to do this, but sound type just it works so well. It does. It really, really does. It makes too much sense. The moves are there. Carlos, yeah. right? <laughs> I think it would have to be resisted to I think Rock would have to resist it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would absolutely agree with that. I think another type it could be super effective against is steel. Because vibrations yeah. are one of the, the main things that architects mm-hmm. our architects uh, build against, you know, so that makes sense. Yeah. Great answer. The groundwork is there. Mm-hmm. Next response is from Cross Dragoon. They said, okay, how about fractal type? When they use different types of light-based attacks and in canon are very difficult to track down, kind of like ghost types in a way, have them strong against dark, ghost, and fairy, but weak to bug and normal types. As revenge for bugs against light and normal for being able to subdue or be immune to normal types. Just imagine a regional variant of Mr. Mime that uses its barriers as attacks, fractal barriers. Also, Mew could be this type. For those who played the original Pokemon Snap would quickly remember that fractal barrier around Mew when trying to take some epic pictures in space. I like it. I like it. I think there's a a category of Pokemon you could fit in there that already exists, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. That makes almost too much sense. Our last response, written at least, in the form of an email from Ronnie. They said, I would want magic as a new typing. Magic would be weak against ghost, dark, psychic, and possibly dragon, and strong against everything else. The base idea being strong against the physical and weak against the non-physical slash spectral. Okay. I think might maybe add in weakness to like water fire or electric to help balance it out because those are kind of like forms of energy or something as well to match it otherwise yeah, electric makes sense i think yeah yeah fire i kind of understand because fire is like a very generic sort of like spell type thing like fireball is the mage's first spell right but electricity you can make a good argument for um like uh, plasma as a form of of energy right yeah yeah uh, but beyond that, we've actually got two voicemail res- responses to this. Uh, the first one is from Cobra. Hey, it's Cobra again. Hello. And this is in, t- in response to your Poke poll um, for this week. Um, which type would you add? And the type I would add is the ancient type. 
I could see a lot of Pokemon being retyped to ancient, like Relicant and Aerodactyl and all those other fossil Pokemon. I also think they should totally make an evolution out of it and call it Crumbleon. Sorry for the long email. Bye. <laughs> Love it. Crumbleon. That's a great one. But thank you for your response, Cobra. This next one is from Brandon. Hey, guys. It's Brandon or Heroic 18 from Discord. And I wanted to go on a message about the one where if you could change a type or create a type, what would you do? Um, I was thinking about it, and I wonder if maybe instead of adding an may if we reworked an old one like Poison, if that would be nice. It's kind of interesting how Poison is kind of like ice in a lot of ways, that's a glass cannon type, but it's stopped by so many other typings. So I was thinking, kind of going off of the nuclear things you guys were thinking of, what if we did something more like corrosive, like a Poison was more potent? So if we change the typing around, maybe poison would be super effective against steel, since a lot of poisons can melt steels. And maybe it would be super effective against rock as well and grass. But then against it, fire would be super effective because poison can add to a fire and make it bigger than it already is. I don't know. I feel like it would be cool if at one point if they could shake up the type changes now and then. Well, that's kind of my thoughts. But hope you guys have a good day, and thanks for all the great work you do. It's been awesome being a part of this community. Thanks. Bye. Well, thank you, Brandon, a.k.a. Hero Ice. Yeah, so a rework of Poison type definitely seems like uh, not only a good idea, but sort of necessary. Also, Bug type would be cool. But yeah, making <laughs> making Poison super effective against Steel and Rock makes a whole lot of sense to me personally, because those can be eroded by acids you know um but yeah fire being super effective against it also makes a lot of sense burning it off and stuff like that it's that's just really really a cool idea yeah can you think of a more deserving type kyle other than bug or poison for rework no it's a hundred percent if i had to rework a type it's poison it's not even close yeah i would love if in gen 10 there was a rework of the the type tree the type chart that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, break everybody's brain of 25, 28 years of memorization. Yeah. Can you They'll never imagine? do it, but I would love it. No, they, they would never do it. I think they would sooner actually hear. What do you think? Do you think they would sooner add a new type or redo all the type matchups? New type. Yeah, I think so too. I think they'd rather be like, eh. <laughs> yes. and like, I don't think a new type is ever actually going to happen. So <laughs> no. And the problem is like, when you sit down to do this outside of a few of those weird ones where you're like, Oh yeah, poison does make sense. If it's super effective against steel or whatever, like the, the type matchups that are, that are there now are the most that make the most sense while also still being relatively balanced. So it would be really I, difficult yeah. to move it all around again. Yeah. I mean, there's some, that need it for balancing sake, not necessarily because it of logic, but like, yeah, we, we need to figure this out. Like it's too strong or it's too weak kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. But thank I, you, I think they've, I think they've given up on that and they want to balance it around different Pokemon instead. They want to make a poison Pokemon. That's really good because of what it is rather than because of poison typing. That 
is true and you can kind of follow that with like abilities held items and stuff like that like they've really tried to make each pokemon more unique than just its typing and base stats yeah in the main series games at least <laughs> yeah one day one day and go i'm telling you it we're gonna have all you know uh like 1018 pokemon or something like that i don't, I don't remember how many exactly and they'll have to do something because they will catch up with the Pokemon oh. soon. Like, here's Ultra Shinies. It's the shiny, but it's also got a shiny aura to it. No, see, they, they can already do that right now. Because there's Square Shinies and Triangle Shinies. For those of you who don't know, That's in the right. main series game, oh. when you get a shiny, there's three different types, I believe, that it can be. There's the regular Star Sparkles that we have in the game, the most common that you know. But there's also a Square Shiny where when it shows up, squares pop out instead of the regular sparkles and those are more rare <laughs> yes yeah, so i all of that i heard around sword and shield i have no idea if if it's in scarlet and violet the same way is it i don't know i haven't paid enough attention uh, but it's an idea they even could just being in sword and shield yeah. it's fine they could yeah. add marks i don't know how they'd do that and go but they could yeah marks would be Steve cool would be real excited Steve would be really excited, especially if they had ribbons and stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, besides Best Buddy ribbons, of course. But anyway, thank you very much, Brandon. Great voicemail. Uh, and for this week's Pokepole, we have, what is the one Pokemon you insist on using for raids or PvP that isn't really viable and why? <laughs> now, see, this is a terrible question to ask me because I am... Uh, too much of a tryhard to use something that's not viable. So, oh, well, it's a good <laughs> thing that Ging Ging Gengar is viable, very yeah, viable. Exactly, it's a very good thing for me. Um, <laughs> I think the most non-viable that I use is probably the not shadow versions of most Pokemon that I use. Oh, sure, because it's, it's they're viable, of course, but compared to what else is out there now, not using shadow Pokemon, I believe, is probably my answer. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, mine is insisting on using Caesar when Genesect would probably be better. Uh, <laughs> actually, in almost all aspects and times when Caesar is good, Genesect is better. And I will use Genesect, but y- you best believe I'll be sneaking at least one or two Caesars into that battle party for sure. It's a good thing Mega Caesar is right there for you. I know. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, dear listener, if you would like to answer this week's Pokepole question, which is, what is the one Pokemon you insist on using for raids or PvP that isn't really viable and why? You can answer that question when we post it on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. Just answer there. You can also send us an email to mail at GoCastPodcast.com. You can call us, leave us voicemail with it to 262-586-7717. If you're a patron of ours and on our patron-exclusive Discord, we have an entire channel dedicated to this, and we post the question there. Feel free to put your answer in there. And then lastly, if you're listening on Spotify in the mobile app, you can pop open this episode and there will be a community section and you can answer the question there. A lot of avenues people can take if they want. Oh, yeah. And also in the YouTube video, if you want to mention it in the comment, I'll, I'll make sure I check those as well. So we everywhere. We'll do, we'll do our best. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this is normally around the time that we would say, and speaking of emails and voicemails, uh, or before any of that, we're going to pass it over to Fish and DeFi. But starting this past week, you probably have already noticed if you saw the push to the feed already, that we've moved to having PvP Corner uh, published separately from uh, us, the two of us, the main show, I suppose. 
um, so that they have more freedom to to breathe and have fun guests on and talk at length, uh, you know, about PvP as it deserves, because that's become just such an incredibly uh, complex and nuanced and and impressive space, um, especially with the two of them being as accomplished as they are now. Which is so awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll be publishing that separately, but it'll be on the same podcast feed. So you don't have to change your podcast channel, I suppose. <laughs> you can just enjoy it there. Uh, but yeah, we're not leaving. They're not leaving. We're just doing what we're doing, but separately on the same feed. It's going to be great. And yes, we heard you. Yes, we will do our best to make sure that every season we do our uh, four person podcast because that was just too much fun to not try <laughs> to do again. Um, but yeah, so we will not be mentioning uh, mentioning PVP corner at this juncture in the episode moving forward. Uh, but there you go. There's an announcement of that change. Uh, so, Mr. Kyle, I'm no longer confused of where we're at. I'm just going to humbly request that you bring us in with such fanfare for the next section. It's time for emails. That's true. And a handful of voicemails. We're going to start off with voicemails. This first one is from Ripe Avocado. Hi, Chris and Kyle. It's uh, Martha, a.k.a. Ripe Avocado. And I haven't called in in a while, so I just wanted to call and say hi and see what was up. Hello. I have a few exciting things to tell you guys. First of all, um, I did my first Tapu Lele raid a while ago. And I don't have a great community here, so I haven't been doing these upper-level raids until recently um, when I've been, you know, buying more remote raid passes from a poke coin from the gym. Um, but I did a Tapu Lele raid for the first time, and I got a shiny on the first one. It's three-star. I don't know the exact IV, but I was super excited. Um, I also finally got a Rayquaza. I haven't had an opportunity to since I had just started in June or July. Uh, at least I don't think I did. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to the raids early on. Um, but I did one um, raid, and... It ran from me, and I was so sad because oh, no. I only get my poker coins from the gyms, and I was sad that I wasn't going to be able to get another remote raid pass until um, after Rayquaza left, but I did, and somebody invited me today, and I got one, and I caught it, so I was really excited about that. And also, I just want to know what you guys think about the Jirachi Masterwork research, because I have never done... Or I don't remember doing a masterwork research, but I bought it this time, the $5, it's like dream something, I don't know, or wishes, <laughs> uh, I forget the name, but it is not easy. I heard someone say that, you know, they're supposed to be a little bit harder, but the first step is 385 Pokemon from three different regions, one of which is the Hoenn region, obviously, um, and that's just, so that's what, almost over a 1,000 Pokemon from those specific regions, and that's just step one of six, and it's only available for a month. So I don't know if all the steps are as time-consuming as the first one. Um, I might not be able to finish it because I'm a student and I don't have a lot of time. Um, but fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. But I want to know your thoughts on that masterwork research and if you guys have, you know, how much you've gotten through. I'd love to hear it. As always, I'm loving the show and trying to vibes all. All right, Ripe Avocado. First of all, congratulations on your Rayquaza. That was almost a sob story, but it's great to hear that you you managed to get one. Uh, so as for the masterwork research and our thoughts on it, 
so it's it was five dollars or is five dollars right and the first step is a bit tough 385 from kanto johto and hoenn it's it's a fair amount of pokemon it really really is the masterwork research has historically been marketed as more difficult yes absolutely and i think this does fit the bill but in this case the further steps kind of trade difficulty for just being time gated and i did hear you say that you need to finish it within the month i don't i don't believe that's true i believe you have until no. the end of the season right in order to finish it or i think is that no, what you just you, have you just have it right yeah. you you bought it you have it that's right. it for yeah. the masterwork in particular yeah, because I remember some verbiage being around that, but I believe it was for a different research that was in the same blog. It was I, not. For I think the, the only thing that you have for the month to do is the Willow. If you buy Willow, you have to complete it this season right. for the Willow wardrobe. Right. An easy way to tell is if it's in the today view, it's timed. And if it's not, if it's in the other menu, you're, you're good. You should be yep. good. There, will, exactly. there would also be a timer at the top. They tell you how long you have left. So you should be good. Feel free to grind away at that. For as long as it takes, even if it takes a long time. So no worries. And thank you for the voicemail. Uh, this next one and our last voicemail is from Moose1211. Hey, Chris and Kyle. It's Moose211 again. I wanted to answer two of y'all's Pokeball questions because I missed the last one. So what was it? The um, Your most disappointing catch? Well, I'm going to get some hate for this one, but... Back in, I think it was 2020, um, there was a raid day for the shiny release of Lickitung. I hate <laughs> Lickitung. Yeah, I hate fair. it with a passion. Yeah. I hate its face. I hate its shiny. <laughs> They're my least favorite Pokemon. So because of that, my friends teased me. Oh, it's going to be your first Shundo. I only got one shiny that day. And it was the Shundo. My ah. friends were pulling shiny after shiny after shiny. <laughs> and I got the Shundo. I had to keep it, unfortunately. Oh, Going to get some hate for calling a Shundo my least uh, favorite catch. But, <sighs> and your next Pokepole question was, what, um, best catch from uh, the Global uh, Hoenn Tour? Well, technically, I got this in Vegas, but I got a shiny Shedinja from a quest. Let's go. And I decided to throw it in my stack. I'll catch it whenever I wanted to. I could click on it and see it sparkle every now and then. It was nice. So on the global tour, I decided to catch it. It was a Shundo. What? The only oh. one I have ever gotten oh. was a Shundo. <laughs> technically, I got it from Vegas. But I caught it during the global tour, so that still counts. It counts. Right? It counts. Well, it counts. Kind of it counts. <laughs> oh my god! My, you know, I can't feel sorry. No, because no. that's oh my gosh. Like, okay, I I feel like I would feel the same way if I had a Shundo Snubble or a Granbull. Like, I would feel the same way. But I don't know. I get. <laughs> I get the benefit of if I had a, a Shundo Clafkey, it'd be pretty amazing because it be very rare but yeah yes it would. considering the shiny's not out yet but don't right anyway. but so here's the the silver lining about your worst catch being a shundo is you're done that's it it's the yeah. crown like you don't ever need another lick tongue mm. and you have an excuse for never needing another one but what if what if they have a shiny living dex and they want that licky licky as well this is a 
probably easier to trade somebody for the shiny lick of tongue. Yeah, I think you're right. Somebody probably has like five of them. I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Also, I do need to clarify it's not Moose 1211, it's Mooselet 211. Sorry, my bad. I uh, I misnoted that. Uh, I did not note that correctly. That's the way to say that word, uh, that phrase. Okay. So thank you very much for the voicemails. We've got a, a handful of emails here we're going to go through. Uh, this first one is from Fox. And they said, great show. I love the goal setting aspect as it keeps me involved with thinking about goals I have. One today was clear when I heard the listener question today and what motivates to get to level 50. I live in a very rural area with no stops for more than 15 miles in any direction. And so I am focused on getting to level 37 when I can uh, pass my nowhere town with stop or plaster my nowhere town with stop nominations. 50. It's just being 37 for longer. (laughs) (laughs) also disappointing uh also the disappointing catch thing i am going to go for the ditto that i have five tasks to catch that won't go away and despite having 11 moltres encounters three shadow mewtwo's soul galeo and a number of other grinding pokemon not only have i never caught a ditto according to my data i've never even encountered one that's uh, that's in more than twelve thousand encounters and five thousand catches all those stinking tasks i have to minimize uh, or that happily remind me to complete my research by catching a ditto. And so I use my Pokeball Plus and don't discriminate between even the, la- the lamest CP10 Spinarak to a ultimately Shundo or Saluna, hoping for that ditto. I don't even care about completing the decks. I just want to completely clear my tasks. Yes. <laughs> so I count the non-ditto as my most disappointing catch because I've never had the chance to try and catch it. Did a rant over. Maybe the new Scarlet uh, integration will someday allow me to send some of my dittos to go. May the shinies shine in your favor, Fox. Well, this is a this is a slightly older email, and so fantastic news yep. with the Let's Go event. I wish you all of the ditto luck, and I wish you shiny vibes for those dittos too. Yeah, hopefully, from the sounds of it, you won't need much luck, and you actually might be like, okay, I've had enough. That's like, please, it. I never need another ditto again. Right. Please. Uh, but thank you for the uh, email. Appreciate it, Fox. Next email is from Silky13. They said, good day, Chris and Kyle. It's another Tuesday afternoon from Down Under. Can you please give that or something else your best attempts at an Australian accent, please? Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chris, do you want to go first? Sure, sure. Good day, Chris and Kyle. It's another Tuesday afternoon from Down Under. It's pretty good. I think Chris has done a better job than I will. Uh, (laughs) Good day, Chris and Kyle. It's another Tuesday afternoon from Down Under. That was pretty good. I I don't know why I I added added a question mark at the end there. The the up talk is is, is actually appropriate in this case. I think I leaned a little too hard in that last bit. Anyways... My, Go easy on yourself. That was pretty good. <laughs> my name is Luke, and I go by the in-game name of Silky13. I have absolutely no regrets or apologies for sending this long email, so enjoy, fellas. Awesome. I'm a longtime listener and first-time emailer who started at episode 97 after stumbling across your fantastic podcast by accident, and so began my weekly highlight of listening to you both deliver the best balance of upbeat positivity and simply put the down-to-earth realist that is Kyle. <laughs> a great team supporter by the super effective dynamic duo of DeFi and Fish on a Heater. Fish on a Heater. 
Fish Onahita. You forgot to turn the accent off there for a minute. <laughs> a little, well, I, I don't know. I, I leaned into it. It's okay. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's relevant. It's okay. <laughs> a little about me and my play style. I'm 29 years old and have played Pokemon games for most of my life, with the original Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald versions being my favorite. Although Arceus is pretty darn close. My favorite Pokemon is Gengar, followed closely by Heracross and the best evolution, Umbreon. I started Pokemon Go the day it came out and took a break from it in 2017. I'm level 44 and could easily go up to 47 with all the extra experience I have, but purifying shadow Pokemon is holding me back. So much Stardust going to waste. Yeah. I set weekly goals and most of the time I get 75% or higher accomplishment rate. Kyle, we need some maths. I partake in the GBL sometimes, but the inclusion of the 500 wins a season goal, I have found myself playing more to get those elite TMs. Safe to say I haven't missed out on one yet. Now to the reason for emailing. I'm a member of Team Instinct and have been since the beginning. I hear and can agree about how Instinct struggles competing with the other two teams, those who shan't be named, but I carry on and earn my 50 coins most days from several gyms in my local area. With all this in mind, I set a goal and told myself I could do it with any one of my gym defenders. I would email it into my favorite podcast. So here I am. Question, fellas. How long is the longest you've held a gym for? My answer as of Tuesday, the 28th of February, 2023, is that my 39 CP Heracross, which was the first I ever caught and was on my trip to Florida in February, 22 has been in its current gym for 365 days. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, holding it down. I never thought I would reach the I never thought I would reach these heights with a gym defender, but now I'm aiming for 500 days. Wish me luck guys. I'm in touch with an update. I'll be in touch with an update on the 14th of July 2023. <laughs> to everyone involved in GoCast, keep up the great work. Shiny vibes all. Sincerely, Silky13. Wow. Well, mine's easy cuz I, I've never been to a remote gym of any kind. That not that I can remember. My record is probably like between eleven and fourteen days. Just pure happenstance. It's not even in the middle of nowhere. It's just nobody took the gym. I'm a Valor player, so uh, if the gym's not already full, it's going to be flipped over and then taken back over by Valor probably within like you know a couple of hours. Uh, my current. My current uh, record is like six or seven days. It's not very much because I don't really look for a gym to be like, ah, nobody will find this signpost in the middle of nowhere. I don't do that. I just participate in gyms around here. And if they turn over in 12 hours, they turn over in 12 hours, you know? So, yep. yep. But that's impressive. 365. It's equal parts impressive and tragic. Yeah. Poor Heracross. Send him home. But thank you for the email. Our next email is from Desmodeuce. Hey, Chris and Kyle and Kyle and Chris. <laughs> nice. Uh, my global Hoenn tour was great, though I've been playing since day one. My extended breaks over the years have caused me to miss all previous tours. As a free-to-play player who wasn't out and about for a while due to Achilles surgery. Uh, oh, yikes. I hope everything's good now. That's that's a bad one. I found my coins running thin entering into this event. I've been planning out my raid coins based on the number of raid bosses, but soon found that Mega Latios and Latias would require more than one raid each, and things only got worse when I made the similar discovery about primal raids. So, true. I decided to be satisfied with simply trying to get regular Latios and Latias instead of the Megas. It worked. 
I got Latias through the photo research and I chanced into Latios. I had previously only had the shadow as a go battle league reward after the weekend. That's actually pretty sweet. Uh, I came to a similar resolution about the primals until I saw that the chasing legends research rewarded Kyogre primal energy. I would have, uh, I would have enough coins. Unfortunately, I failed to catch the Kyogre from the last raid, and that was the only one I had completed at that stage of the research, so my catch a Kyogre task was left incomplete. I was so upset. I should have waited to do those first few raids until I had the task. I felt defeated. An hour later, I, uh, I received a wonderful notification from Google Opinion Rewards about a reward survey. It's a great app for me as a free-to-play player. I completed the survey and earned enough Google Play store credit for one more raid pass. This time, I caught the Kyogre. I know, in the end, Niantic changed that step in the research, but at that time, this was an awesome victory. I got one of the primals. I think we'd all agree. That's pretty rad. Uh, To top it all off, one more gym coin payoff came late Sunday evening, so I did a Rayquaza raid, and boom, shiny. This shiny is my second favorite, only to Charizard, and I never thought I'd get it, so I was very happy. Hope you both had a great home and tour as well. Sorry for the long email. Desmodeuce and uh, phonetically spelled underneath Desmodeuce. So we know how to say it now. Uh, but then yeah. clarified, you guys can pronounce it however you'd like. Well, we want to pronounce it correctly. So Desmodeuce it is. Although Desmodeuce is hilarious to say. <laughs> what, what an experience. Way to go. Yeah. Way to leverage your resources and get it done. That's awesome. This is. This is going to sound very strange, but it's just a thought I had, especially reading this email. But think about it every once in a while. Chris and I spend a lot of money on Pokemon Go. Not just because we record the podcast, because we're just, it's just what we do. It's, we're going to spend the money because we, we <laughs> that's, have that's how we're poor impulse control, yes. both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, every once in a while, I think about it, and it's going to sound silly. The kind of satisfaction you can get out of the game if you're free to play, it's a very different experience. Yeah. Because if you're free to play, you are far more encouraged to interact with the whole game. You know, you have to take over gyms. You probably want to do more rockets so you can get the eggs when you're ready to hatch them or because you want more shadows and more chances for those encounters. And it's kind of weird because if you don't spend money, the game is probably more full of of what it is, although content specifically is locked behind hatching eggs or doing raids, and that's difficult. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So it's just it's interesting to hear and think about some free-to-play players and the ones who still are able to enjoy the game because it is really a different experience. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh we our friend of the show, JC Picks, uh is historically and famously a free-to-play player in a lot of ways and has reached incredible heights, like beat most people I know to level 50, all that sort of stuff. Like you can do amazing things free-to-play with this game. But I love what you're pointing out about the satisfaction being very different or the different sorts of things that you can get satisfaction from. Like if I get a shiny Rayquaza now, I'm like, oh, sweet, a shiny Rayquaza. But it's not like the highlight of my month. And yeah, I miss they, that because it used to be, you know? Yeah, and it's like it's really hard to have those moments because I did a 35 Rayquaza raids this weekend. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. – or something like, like you know, it's a – whatever comparison you want to make. I hatched 200 eggs, so my shiny is great, but it's not like the same if you had hatched 10. 
Right. Which, in the grand scheme of things, that's probably the experience Niantic is trying to go for. Of course, the problem is you have the requirement they, they do need to make money and people are going to spend money to do more. But I that's the experience they're going for, I'm I'm convinced. Yeah, I agree. And it's cool that it's built around that. But if we want to spend money to do it, we can also make that poor decision for ourselves. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you very much for the email, Desmodeuse. Awesome, awesome perspective. Thank you very much for sending that in. And the last emails from Team Magma Tyler. They said, hello, GoCast, long-time emailer, first-time listener here. <laughs> Love the show. Kyle, you were missed in Vegas. I missed you too, Tyler. I also missed Vegas. It just wasn't the same without your glass half-empty vibe. True. Poem Tour was it. great. It's really making me want to break out my copies of Theta Ruby and Psy Sapphire and play them again. Also, good speculation on the Pokemon Go plus, 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 <laughs> stock up on them while supplies last. I have an idea to encourage in-person raiding. What if the IV floor for in-person raids were higher compared to remote? Shiny Tropius vibes, Team Magma Tyler. Okay, so I don't want I don't want it to go unnoticed, but that Theta Ruby and Psy Sapphire is a dig at me from a previous episode when I was like, oh, what is, what is this? It was this Theta? And you're like, no, it's Alpha and Omega. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's all, that's only topped because earlier in that bit, you just said A symbol. And then we didn't, it wasn't until we got to the Omega symbol that you're like, what is that? Oh. Yeah, it, it, it was a fancy lowercase a, you know, what did you want me to do with it? I was like, oh, yeah, look at that weird Latin looking a <laughs> look in every single font on your computer. An a is double storied, even when it's a lowercase a. It's a single story a. I know I'm getting into typography. Don't worry about it. Anyways, but that's just serif, right? No, I mean, yes and no. But for the most part. Any typeface on your computer is going to be a double story A. It's very uncommon to see single story A's digitally. Weird. It's a very okay. handwritten thing for the most part. I'm going to have to look more into that, but I, that's super interesting. <laughs> Obviously, the fonts matter what it's yeah, going for. Yeah, like yeah. if you look over at our Zencaster recording right now, your messages will appear here. Those are single story A's, but okay. for the most part, it's, it's very uncommon. Where's our triple decker A's? Come on. <laughs> Uh, but for Tyler's suggestion, uh, I mean, it's it's a great suggestion. Anything to make in person more rewarding is good. If the floors were 12, 12, 12, I'd probably be more inclined to in-person rate. Not going to lie. Yeah, 100%. Especially if you have the choice, that choice would then become very easy. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you very much for the email there, Tyler. We have two other emails we will be saving for next week. So we did a fair amount of catch up. We still aren't done, I suppose. So uh, shout out to Mad Vaso and Lousy Fang. We will be getting to you next week in episode 229. Thank you much. Uh, thank you so much ahead of time for your email. But that brings us to the end of the show. If you would like uh, to send us an email, just like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We've also got a voicemail line. You can do that by calling 262-586-7717 and leave a voicemail for us there. I believe there's a three-minute limit, so don't let that catch you off guard. Sometimes it does. Um, and I love listening to those emails because the next one's like, I think the call dropped. But <laughs> <laughs> please keep them coming. You guys are great. We love hearing from you. Visit our website for all things GoCast, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. 
Uh, you can help support the show monetarily via Patreon. Any any price per month you'd like to choose, it's completely customized to you. Uh, Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast podcast. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Big, big thank you to Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Marvin, the Mimi, Sforts, or Sui and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Steven, Nick, Kelvin, our favorite listener, Drew, too, and Camo. Thank you so, so much for your patronage and your support. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to help support the show non-monetarily or in addition to a patronage, you can by leaving us a review on everywhere that reviews are available. That is to say, not Google Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> One day, maybe. But yeah, please leave us a review on Spotify or anywhere else or multiple places. It, it really does help us out quite a bit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance. All right, Mr. Kyle, I think the last thing we've got to do here is set some goals. And this weekend yep. is Slowpoke Community Day. Yes, it is. All right. So how are you feeling? What are you planning on doing? Um, so I'm not sure how much I'm going to play for Slowpoke Community Day. I've got a, a dog vet appointment in the morning. It won't really conflict, but it's going to affect my scheduling for sure. Uh, so for goals, I have Make Mega Progress. Working on it. One day, they'll be all level three. One, One day. day. <laughs> body progress I, it's going to be a million years before i even get to the step on the masterwork research that needs the buddies but you know i'm gonna say six shiny slowpoke and that's six of either of them i already have one shiny of the regular one so i'm not super pressed about it i'm gonna do a million experience because i'm not sure how long i'm gonna play i'm hoping to do more and 25 GBL matches. Working on it. Maybe this is the season that I get to rank 20. Have you never gotten to rank 20? Uh, I got to rank 20 in the first season. Oh. But I, I think since then I haven't. Maybe the second okay. season as well. And you got to go all the way to the top, man. Get that Poke Libre. That's, that's the, or Pika Libre. No that's I don't, I'm do. not good enough for that. I know. I'm not. <laughs> that's not true. Fish says you're good all the time. And I believe Fish. Yeah, but like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm I had like a 68% with those 25 games. It was not a pretty 68%. Let me tell well, you. You know, a win is a win. A W is a W. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, those sound like great goals. Uh for myself, I want to continue my primal progress. I'm I'm so close. You know, I won't finish it by the next time we record, probably, but I'll be that much closer just a couple of days off. Buddy progress, I should be able to get that to best buddies with Groudon prior if I do, you know, a Poffin and do Max Hearts every day. We'll see. I at least want to get some progress. 20 shiny Slowpoke. We'll see how that day shakes out. And then step three or right before of Masterwork Research, I actually have seven days left of earning a heart with my buddy out of 14. So I'm seven out of seven. Sorry, seven out of 14. And I've already done it today. So I should be at 13 next time. I believe um, right. we're at 14. One of those two. We'll see how it shakes up, but I don't want to miss a day essentially is the goal. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that brings us uh, to the actual conclusion of the show. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. And thank you for continuing to support the PVP corner. And don't forget to check out our friends over at we're watching what again, we'll link that uh, in the show notes. Uh, but until next time, shiny vibes. Good luck this weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.